This episode is sponsored by FX's Fleischman is in Trouble, starring Jesse Eisenberg, Claire Danes, Lizzie Kaplan, and Adam Brody. This drama tells the story of recently divorced Toby Fleischman, who dives into the world of app-based dating with the kind of success he never had in his youth. Then, his ex-wife disappears, leaving him with their two children and no hint of her return. FX's Fleischman is in Trouble, streaming November 17th, only on Hulu. This episode brought to you by... Audible.com. Oh, oh man. <laughs> Anticlimactic. We, we like... let him do one ad, and this is what happens. Wow. Oh, Stephen King, he writes all the books. Audible, just read them out loud. <laughs> all right, guys. So, audibletrial.com slash horror virgin will give you 30 days free in a book to get you started. And for your book recommendation, Jen Stephen it. King. Oh. I. D- <laughs> <laughs> book recommendation is Misery because it's in front of me. Yeah, and it's really good. Misery, th- that's the movie we're doing. But this is one of my top five favorite books of all time. I've read it several times. The audio version of this is really good, too. Who reads it? Lindsay Krauss reads it. So, Todd, how do we access this fantastic code of wonders at Audible again? Yeah, just go to audibletrial.com slash horror virgin for 30 days free and a book to get you started and make that book Misery. Enjoy, guys. People like This readers. episode... Also brought to you by Nick, Nick Beam. Nick Beam, Nick B. our $50 <laughs> Burn It Down Patreon patron. Guys, yeah. want you to check out Preacher6.com. Go check it out, guys. There are two trailers up. You can see this movie. They're trying to get funded. And yeah. if you like it and want to see the movie, help them get funded. Mm-hmm. Nick B, thank you so much. We thank appreciate you, so much. you, Nick B. I do, man. So, guys, if you want to get your very own shout out at the beginning of every episode, check out our Patreon. That is one of the levels. Guys, love you, mean it. Enjoy the episode. We will see you guys at the end for um, some mugga muggity um, mugs. Muggity muggity muggers. Yeah, all of them. Five, all, all mugs. I wonder if there's a theme song in the mug. Ooh, <gasps> we should bring in some theme music. Mm, I don't know, but which theme music should it be? <laughs> We're not doing the mugs yet, Jen. <laughs> I know, but the mug can't wait. I can't wait. Roll that theme music. music. There we go. Yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> if only I knew how to do a helicopter sound, that would be the perfect moment. This all puts a whole new meaning on <laughs> Was that a good helicopter? <laughs> That was a good Saturday. Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Horror Virgin, everybody. Yeah, baby. Mikey has corrupted this podcast for good. <laughs> I'm Jennifer. Oh, oh Mikey. God. And I'm the Horror Virgin Todd. And we watched Misery. Misery. That's right, everybody. It's a Stephen King episode. Woohoo! So guess who's going to have... Some thoughts. (laughs) I do have a notebook full of thoughts. And the book right here. I do have the book right here. Yeah, I love this book. And the copy I have, I posted this on social media, but it's got this cover of uh, Misery's Return, like a romance novel cover. But instead of Fabio, it's Stephen King's head on like Fabio's body. Guys, let's just say that that page is well used. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a lady. Let me touch this book here. (laughs) (laughs) What is it with you and sound effects? I know. You are the Michael Winslow of this podcast. The Mikey Winslow. The Mike E. Winslow. I like it. Mm. I'll take it. I hadn't seen this movie in a long time, and I think I've only seen it once. Wow, really? Yeah. I've heard many times that this is the best Stephen King adaptation, or one of them, but Stephen King adaptations are known for being very, mm. very bad. What's yeah. the best one? What do you guys think is the best one? My favorite ad- Stephen King adaptation is Gerald's Game. I haven't the seen it, but where I- she gets tied to the bed? Yeah. Listen, Mikey, good. some people are into that. You shut your goddamn <laughs> mouth. <laughs> It's like kind of like this movie. <laughs> yeah, it except it's is. the woman that's tied up. 
I made a joke about how the dialogue in this movie was stupid, and you were like, yeah, Stephen King's not good at writing dialogue. He's not good at writing And then in my mind, dialogue. I thought to myself, it's weird that one of the world's <laughs> best writers is not a good writer. Well, Stephen you know, dialogue King, is not no. the only thing that writers write. Yeah, right? Stephen King That's also what? writes terrible endings. Okay, for, before you shit all over Stephen King, how many Stephen King books have you actually read? Yeah, Mikey, <laughs> how many Stephen King's books have you read? Probably like seven or eight. Oh, oh okay. out of wow, all that's... like 70? Is that how many I have to read to have an opinion? Yeah. In this pod loft. <laughs> well, Jen, I hate to break it to you. I've read zero Stephen King books, and I'm about to have a lot of opinions all over this movie. Well, okay, so what makes this book, I think, so much better than the movie <laughs> is that all of the beats of the story are here, but there's so much more about what the characters are thinking, and that's what makes it a really good book, and that's what Stephen King is really good at. All I know is actually have this book about tying a chick to a bed <laughs> and I support that. He wrote two books about tying people to beds. Is it Stephen Kingism? No, it's not. What? <laughs> Kinky motherfuckers have been tying people to beds forever. <laughs> Trust me. Book. Fight me. There is a spreader bar in this movie. We'll get to it. So guys, <laughs> so this movie starts out with James Caan <laughs> smoking, smoking a cigarette, cigarette, getting drunk, and then driving in the snow like a goddamn idiot. Yeah. This is a two hour long PSA. <laughs> of drinking and driving in snow. Oh, yeah. You don't need the snow, Jen. Don't even drink and drive. No, it's totally safe as long as there's no snow. Honestly, I, from what I understand. <laughs> I'm just kidding, kids. Don't from, drink and from drive. From what I understand, and guys, correct me on this if I'm wrong out there, but I, if you know. are drunk driving in snow, it's okay. It cancels each other out. It does. Yeah. So James Conn finishes his book. He gets mm-hmm. drunk, smokes yeah. a cigarette, and drives his 60s Mustang down a snow hill. Just <laughs> no. listening to music and fishtailing around. Mm-hmm. He's got it. Was his... the summer of 69. Is that what it is? I don't think so. I don't think that song was it. out then. Yeah. But yeah, so he's like driving down the hill. No, he's it's got his some... manuscript in his pocket. In I his mean, pocket. In, his, in his fancy leather <laughs> in carry his case. passenger seat. Yes. It's actually not that fancy. There's a sentimental story we find there out is. when he goes to his mind palace after the accident. <laughs> Wait, that scene didn't happen inside the car. <laughs> <laughs> I was already making shitty jokes in this movie. So he eventually crashes. I mean, I don't think any... I've no, never seen it starts snowing. snowing, and so he decides to go faster. What do you mean it starts snowing, guys? It wasn't it's not snowing, snowing when he was... So when but their snow is pervasive. Like, no, it no, covers no. the ground. But, but it's not he, in the air, which is technically snowing. When he sets out, it's perfectly safe because there is no snow actually falling from the sky. You can't see street. That's true. But there is no snow in the air, and he's had like four drinks. I He's cool, worried. officer. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> I'm worried that somebody is going to think that we are saying it's okay to drink drive. Guys, it's okay Jen to drink and drive. Don't I did not drink say that. and drive. Guys, you're young. Take chances. <laughs> Tom was telling me he watched all of Mrs. Maisel while he was driving to his mom's house. <laughs> I've been outed. Like, <laughs> how does that work? <laughs> so James Conn wrecks his car. I, I, he's dumb. You do not drive in the snow. Yeah. Or Especially drive drunk, drunk yeah. in case there was any indication <laughs> right. where we fell yes. on that. We've made a lot of jokes, but we are yes. not saying it's okay to drink and drive. So James Conn is driving on the street. And by street, I mean like he's really just driving down an ice skating ice rink. Ice expressway. And the, yeah, the, the ice expressway. What are the things <laughs> where the, the bobsleds go down? Cool runnings. They- Feel the rhythm. <laughs> Feel the rhyme. <laughs> Come on, boy. It's misery time. <laughs> so he, John Candy shows up and just shoes him off the. Oh, 
He's going down the chute. He's James Conner down the chute. And then he he flips the Mustang and goes off the road. And yeah, because it starts snowing real heavy. Yes. And then a female John Candy comes and saves him. No, it cuts the interior where he has like a drunk face. Oh, that's right. That's right. Well, no, no, no. He he goes to his what I call his mind palace. Yes, yes, yes. He goes to his mind palace, and that's when you see the meeting with his editor before he goes up there. I think question mark. Yeah, I'm not quite sure of the time. She's talking about Misery's return about to be yeah, published. Yeah, his book is about to come out. It's no, Misery's Child. Misery's yeah, because Child. Misery's Child's worried she dies. Right. And right. then Misery's Return is the one he writes when she's trying. Yes, Misery's Return yeah. is the one Annie makes him write. We go to the Mind Palace or yes. flashback, and they're talking to the book. Lauren Bacall editor. That's her. His agent, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. They're talking about this new book that he that's coming out. It's uh, Misery's Child, and this is when they say that he killed Misery in this book, right? Yeah, I think yes. so. She does say it. Yeah. So he's been writing this Misery series of books, and it's made him a lot of money, but he doesn't really like it. They're very really popular, but they're like they romance, they're like cheesy romance are they novels. Cheesy romance novels. Yeah, they like- are. He wants to write like serious work. Yeah, so he's written this book, Fast Cars, that he's talking about, or he's working on a book. Fast. I think Cars. you mean Untitled. It yes. is in the book. It's called Fast Cars, and the movie is Untitled. Yeah, so Jen untitled. likes to just take the book and then pretend the movie is the book. Yeah. Yes. Wait, can I ask though, in, in all fairness, do you not see them as two separate works of art based upon yes, the same? Yes, I do. Okay. And I like the book a lot better. I think that that's fair for pretty much every movie. I've never heard someone say, man, the movie was a lot better than the book. Yeah. Fight I, Club was close. That's because it's that word for is, word the book. Exactly. Like it it, Chuck Palahniuk writes in screenplays. It's like I, I like Chuck Palahniuk. I'll read his books because uh, they're screenplays. Can but we then we on? come back to Inside the Car where James Conn's making oh, silly yeah. faces at the camera and I started laughing. <laughs> you did. <laughs> He's not really making silly faces towards the camera so much as he is. Almost Definitely dead. has a concussion, is almost dead. Mm-hmm. And the female version of John Candy's there to save him. <laughs> now, now that we've said that, like all I could see instead of Kathy Bates is John Candy in a wig. Oh. And this movie got a lot better for me in my mind. It's so good. Oh, I love I, Kathy Bates. I love John Candy. And John Candy. Yeah, they're too. both. And, and don't get me wrong, Kathy Bates is amazing in this. She rocked out that fireman's carry. So, yeah, she, she walks up to the car with a crowbar. Through the snow. Fireman carried him out through the snow. And saved the manuscript. It's hard. Yeah. Fast car slash untitled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I guess we wake up with James Kahn mm-hmm. in her house. I'm your number one fan. I'm your number one fan. Your legs are all fucked up. I'm your number one fan. Everything's going to be fine. So now, we, so the next few scenes, literally like the next 15, 20 minutes are her just like nursing him back to health mm-hmm. and then having like little fights. Yeah. Not really fights so much as just her like you really see she's got like anger and control issues. Yeah. We also need to go back to his injuries because they play an important part of our oh, conversation. Yeah, 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 yeah. His legs are all fucked up. His legs have compound fractures all throughout mm-hmm. the Which really she said. She said. She's, well, well, his know. legs look real bad. They yeah. do look real bad. But I, later, like before the scene that everyone talks about, mm-hmm. his legs look better. They so are I, I do better. think she set her, his legs. She probably set them did she sufficiently. Set it and forget it? She did set it and forget it. Yeah. But I mean, we don't see him get up to like, we don't ever see him <laughs> like thing. moving his legs. We don't see him like bending his knees. Like, I don't think his leg, he's going to be able to walk again on the way that she set his legs. Well, do you mean does. like at the end yeah, of the movie he's when actually, he's walking? He absolutely. No, walks. I mean, after he goes to the doctor and gets all that fixed by a real person yes that's when he walks again I'm with Todd I think he really set I think she really yeah. set the leg mm-hmm. and then his shoulders dislocated this plays a part in our conversation oh, from now yeah. on dislocated she and she says I in. put it back in the socket it and was a bitch but I worked it back in she no. doesn't say I don't that think she said it was oh, a bitch she doesn't yeah. approve of Kurt. she said I'm it was definitely... a cock doodle do <laughs> but I popped it back in the doodly dip so dumb you don't even get the Ned Flanders jokes do you reminds me of my weekend because you don't watch I think I hated her more than you're supposed to. Like she's an extreme version, but like she yeah. was super religious uh-huh. and like, I just couldn't stand it. 
Yeah. Yeah. And so the beginning is you don't know anything's wrong yet, but she's just kind of annoying. You know? Yeah. I mean, so like no joke, if I had woken up in this situation, I would have been like fucking jackpot. Mm-hmm. This chick is a nurse. There's a blizzard. So I can't go to the hospital and she's nursing me back to health. This could yeah. not be better. Because I would have just frozen to death in my car. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so she like, saved me. Yes, yeah, she's a little annoying, but I'll wait right. it out. It'll be fine. And clearly we know it's not going to go that way because it's a right. movie. But like mm-hmm. if I hit was in James Conn's situation and be like, this is such a blessing. I'll be fine. Yeah. In a day or two, I'll be in the hospital. I'll have a man looking at me who can really fix me. But I mean, she explains that the phones are out, the blizzards block Mm -hmm. the road. And all of that is completely plausible. It is. And I think, Because he ran off the road real good. Yeah. And it was was super snowy and then it started snowing again. Like, there's just snow Mm -hmm. everywhere. It's someplace in Mm -hmm. Colorado. Mm -hmm. And why would you go there? Snowminton. That's what it is. It's like his tradition. He goes to a lodge to finish he, he, I think he said he goes to the same lodge the same every lodge. time. Mm-hmm. So yeah. he has like this tradition, which we don't really know until later in the movie. But that's what we open up the movie on. It's him acting out that tradition. And when he finishes a book, he smokes a cigarette, drinks champagne, and then yes. dangerously drives on a hill until he wrecks his car. In the book, he immediately, on the first page, it says she's dangerously crazy. And he immediately is like, something is fucked up here. Well, book, oh, yeah. I the thought, first for, page of the movie. Sorry. I thought. You, <laughs> well, no, I thought you meant the book he writes in the movie. Oh, oh, yeah. oh yeah, no, yeah. no, no. So yeah. In I was this like, book, he, we immediately know she's yeah i was about to say by that point she knows she's crazy too so that makes sense but yeah oh yeah but i feel like the movie did an okay job saying she's oh yeah you can definitely tell she's unbalanced for sure you don't want to wake up and someone be like i'm your number one fan yeah I don't know, fans out there. If I ever pass out, feel free to take me and tie me to a bed. Actually, I'm not into that. What I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> that was a very but, quick but, but, 180. But you wake up, just be like, I've got bacon. Don't, don't be oh, like, yeah. I'm your number one yeah. fan, Tom. <laughs> Honestly? Yeah. Bacon? Yeah. Let like, do it. You're hurt. I've got bacon. That's what I uh, want to wake up Bacon to. and blowjobs. Yeah. It's the, the best way to wake up. What's happening here? That's what, that's what a B&B is. Men are talking, Jen. Ta- that's, oh, a, that's an God. adult B&B. <laughs> All right. I'm just going to read my book. <laughs> you let me know when you're done. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, okay, so then what happens? But yeah, so in the movie, and I think it works better in the movie for us to not know that she's crazy right away, because then you for, you start to see just the first hints of it. And it's almost like what you were saying, like, you know somebody kind of like that. Everyone definitely does know someone like that. Mm-hmm. And it's not that she's super religious, because I know, I know super religious people who are great people but it's that she's super religious and crazy no no yes. she seems like a work person that you don't like working shifts with or like, oh yeah yeah and you're like oh who's working kathy bates oh, oh. No. i'm out because yeah. like you say shit and she's like i don't need you to say that word mm-hmm. yeah and then yeah. she gives you that look and then she like slips some drugs into your yeah, and then player. she like cuts a puppy up on your cubicle we yeah. won't <laughs> <laughs> So we start to see that she's a little nuts. I think the first time it's really clear is when she's feeding him the soup and, yes. and she starts spilling the soup, right? Mm-hmm. Is that this scene? Yes. Um, well, I mean, there's like a bunch of scenes that all take place in that one room, his room, yeah. we'll call it. In between that, the the cop, we meet Buster the cop and his lovely wife. Oh, man. are Favorite they, character. Oh, honestly, I yeah. did like yeah. them. I did it's too. clear that they were very much in love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Doing that, it all the time. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. They get down. And they're she like in their 70s. Oh, yeah, but she's still definitely down to pound town. Oh, yeah, she was, like, trying to go up his leg. and While they were on duty. Yeah. Yeah, they work together, they yeah. live together, they love together. And they play together. <laughs> yes, you know, yes. And he, yeah, she tries to, like, rub, him up, rub up on his leg and stuff. Why, and why like, are you doing it to yourself, though? <laughs> Every time you say rub up, you, like, caress your and own And he gets a little bit closer, yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, well, I don't want to sit uh, on that couch I'm again. I'm very lonely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, anyway, back to the story. A... He's like, Let's... not without the coconut butter. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, we're on duty. Do you care? If you're in this car, you're a sheriff's deputy. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I'd rather be back in bed with my husband or whatever. under the covers yeah. with the sheriff. It was very sweet. Deputizing all over. You the know place. what? <laughs> yeah. And this one was not into it. His see, Alice hadn't kicked in yet. <laughs> I don't think he needed it because of love. Because of love. The power of love. I have always misunderstood that Huey Lewis song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the sheriff's looking for him. Can we talk about when, when he first notices that she's crazy yeah, as soup, fuck? The soup. the soup scene. That yeah. happens right after this. Oh, okay. That's why I was saying in okay. between that, we meet Buster. We're going to have yeah. trouble in this episode because yeah. this whole movie is car crash, an Detailed hour and a half synopsis. With him in bed, and yeah. the end. Yeah, no, no, I, and, no, I know you write down notes. I'm just and saying. And I've read this book 20 There are a lot times. of scenes. Oh, yeah. Like that are the I same scene. Like not, not they're right. not the same scene. It's we like an escalation of the, of the same yeah. type of situation, Absolutely. though, in the same room. Yeah, too. so it, yeah. it does kind of muddle together. I don't mean that in a bad way, though. No, yeah. Yeah, so the first actual tangible craziness we start to see from her is when he swears. No, he's no, talking no, no. about... She's, she's talking about the book. She's been reading she his new book. book, yeah. yeah. And she's like, the profanity. And she starts shaking the soup all The Untitled mm-hmm. or Fast Cars. Yeah. 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 I Which don't go down. It's not a misery book. No, no, no. So she spills the soup on the bed and then she gets really frustrated and mad at him and then she's she starts to go a little nuts yeah and you you sort of see her cycle of get really mad get really mad get really mad come down from that and apologize for being that mad in the book she goes she gets really mad at him for making her spill the soup and then goes and gets a bucket of dishwater and cleans it up and then makes him drink the dishwater the book always takes it just a little bit further than what we see in the movie that's part of why I like the book better oh and so now Annie has gotten the new book Misery's Child and she's really excited to read it she's like oh Misery's my best friend. She starts talking a little bit about how, like, how much she loves this book, how it got her through a hard time when her husband left. Left her, her quote unquote, left her. And then we hear a thunderclap, alluding that. Do we hear Dude, a thunderclap? Do not. We think did. We hear a thunderclap. In my mind, we do because that's when we know. Hmm, I don't think he in really the book, left you hear her. A thunderclap. Actually, I think in the book he does actually leave her because he realizes she's crazy and he bones out before. I don't she think can they ever him. address what happened yeah, to her husband in this, but yeah. I would have fucking left her. The mem- the memory lane book is very extensive in the book. It's oh, really I'm sure it is. I mean, it's pretty extensive in here. So it is. I imagine it gets into a lot more detail in the book. It does. Annie's really excited to read the new book, and we know that she's not going to be happy when yes, because we know dies. misery dies. So now we've introduced a ticking clock. I do like in those scenes. <laughs> Time bomb. I think you mean time, time bomb. bomb. Here's a ticking clock that'll go on forever and not cause any suspension. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know how clocks work, right, Jen? I do. They we better do some metrodome just to keep pace. <laughs> <laughs> but we do know Misery or her favorite character is going to die ending the series. It's Chekhov's then- Misery book. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. That's actually really funny. I don't know. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I couldn't tell if you were like laughing. Yeah, yeah, that's really funny. Uh, yeah, sorry. damn right, man. So she is like, there are like a bunch of scenes where she is like progressively getting further and, and further like, into the book. Oh, I'm almost, yeah, yeah. And I'm on page honestly, 300. You could have told me that James Conn was in her care for two weeks. Two, seven Or years. a year and a half. Yeah. You could tell me it was like 12 weeks. I didn't know somebody could read 20 pages in 12 weeks. <laughs> she does kind of, I don't think she's a fast reader during the scene because she's like 20 pages in. Yeah. 75 pages in. Well, 150 pages in. And she don't have cable. She's watching what, the dating show or something? 
So we also are introduced to Misery the Pig, who comes in and hangs out. And it was a great oh, pig Oh, yeah. Actor. That pig actor was doing it, man. Mm-hmm. She stole the show. Yo, that pig could g- give me some bacon. No. No, that pig was misery. really cute. Yeah, that's why you don't make bacon out of it. You know, I don't really like bacon that much, to be honest with you. Oh, dude, bacon is so good. It's fine. I just got baconed out. So then she walks in. She's mad because she's finished the book. And she knows. She's oh, like, she's so pissed. her. Yeah. yeah, is this where she has the chair? Yeah, she breaks the chair. We think she's going to. Is it a chair? I thought it was like it was a, a pot little. Plant holder. Yeah. It's like a yeah. pot plant stand. It's it's Some big. kind of furniture. No, it is big. Yeah, yeah, and we think she's about to smash him with it, and she probably almost is about to smash. Yeah, him with she it. goes full female John Candy right here. Oh yeah, she's, yeah, and she smashes him. She. <laughs> She dumps the plant on the floor, too. So she smashes it above his head and mm-hmm. then says, I it don't think... It looks like it's, she's going to hit him, though. Like yeah. I, It does look like she's about to hit him he and then she thinks better up. of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. His good arm. <laughs> his other one is still paralyzed okay, okay. from dislocation. I was gonna, when I mentioned how long he's been there, like I was going to mention that. If you had just dislocated your shoulder and someone had popped it back in for you, you'd be good in three days. Like You could uh, move you it. You might be good three hours. Uh, sure. It, it, you'd probably still feel it, but you could move it around you for still sure. fight. I mean, like, don't they do that in films? Like, but if your yeah. legs are basically shattered, I think you guys are underestimating how much pain you would be in just constantly. Oh, no, no. But I mean, like in this scene, he could have raised both of his arms. He could have choked. Well, yeah. Yeah. Even if your arm's dislocated, if someone's trying to murder you, you're going to instinctively raise your bad arm. I think the shoulder kind of exists for like a visual when you're only seeing him from the waist. That is true. To remind you when you're watching the movie that he is still broke. I can see that. a great job reminding me that his legs are toast. Yeah, like the first time he gets out of bed and they look like puffy, like gout-ridden pestules of fucking weirdness yeah so then annie's mad and then she drives away and leaves him and this is when he starts to save his pills and so one of the things i love about this book is when she leaves him in the book it's like for three or four days and he's just like in agony because he's so addicted to these pills and he's in so much pain and that's he, not that's not what happens in the movie it's at all not though. and that's because he is clearly not yeah. addicted to the pills in the movie yeah, they never really the movie, see that we have a 20 minute debate about him being addicted yeah. to the pain pills he's taken four of in the movie right and i think i was kept i kept just imagining what i've read in the book so many times because everything else Wait, is very much are you like saying the you projected onto the movie i did jen that's so unlike you i know i can't believe it he very quickly <laughs> takes a, a four King book too. he very quickly takes a fork and cuts up part of the mattress so we can shove his, the yeah. pills into the mattress in between the mattress and the box spring. And that's how birth control works. What? What? You I have guess gotten it, many women pregnant. I guess it depends on what your definition <laughs> of to put works the pills is. In the it's their responsibility. They just keep drinking water first before they take the pills. And that's oh, oh yes. Okay, this is oh, this is also, no, no, I don't want to talk about this. This is when we realize that Todd does not know how to take pills. Todd, in the middle of all this goes, I don't want to talk about you this. guys not drink the water first before taking it's the so it's weird to me that you put the pills in your mouth and then drink. I'm going to gag. I know. And we both looked at him like, so you, you drink like, the water so, first. So you like fill your mouth up with pills, <laughs> tilt your head back, no. and drop Just the like, pills. Like, gargle them around. Yeah, oh. gargle them. You gargle. You like, <laughs> no, you must. Every Saturday, right? How do, you, how do you take a pill? I, I just take like a little bit of water, get it into the, my, my mouth. <laughs> Get it into my mouth, and then I throw the pill in and swallow at the same time. What the fuck? What is wrong with you? So I, okay, uh, I will. So what do you do? Like, okay, so some pills are like, <laughs> this is a ridiculous conversation to be having with adults. It's this just is funny like to the, see somebody in real time realize he's been doing something in a weird way It's his like people who life. stand up to wipe. Why would you do that? Jen, don't look at me like that. You're scaring me. <laughs> Who wipes? 
I gotta go. But like, there are pills that have just like the regular coating on the outside that don't taste like shit. Yeah. But like, there are like pills. Capsules. Like, yeah. But there are pills that aren't capsules. Tablets. Yeah. That taste horrible. And I hate that taste. Antibiotics. So I, that's why I started doing that because I would take, I think it was like Tylenol is you what it was. You just have to do it real okay, quick okay, so you so, don't taste uh, it. I will meet you halfway and say I can only swallow pills one at a time. And oh, then- I can do a handful. It's well, yeah, gross. You have the water in first. Yeah. It's like a cheat code to life swallowing pills. Life hack, <laughs> pill hack. Oh, it's so great, guys. <laughs> he didn't go to eight years of I need anyone out medicals. there who does water first to reach out to me on Twitter <laughs> so I get some first. background. Hashtag team. Uh, no, hashtag fucking water first all oh day. My gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, any swallowing weirdos out there wanting here. to back up Todd? What'd you say? <laughs> he called me the swallowing master. So she leaves, and this is the first time he gets out of bed. Yes, he shoves He's the run pills out of medicine. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's not why he gets. Out of bed. He gets out of bed just like, for fun. Pretend we're watching for the fun. He's he gets out of bed for escape. fun. He is trying to escape. Well, he gets yes. the bobby pin right, and this is when she brings the. I don't think this is when no, he gets the bobby he gets pin. Out of the, he gets out of bed and then he gets out of the bed and just tries to go to the door. That's when he realizes the, the door is locked. locked. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is hard for me to remember exactly what is not in the movie. I'll I've tell read you the what's not in the movie. Times. Anything about him doing anything for pills? He, everything he does in the movie is to try to escape. So then she comes back, and this is when she makes him burn the book. And she says, God's spoken to me in my little oh shack. Oh, my God. I hate people like this mm. so much. Yeah. It's for your own good. Jesus has told me this is the way to go. Let people live their lives, man. This is the main. This is a fast car untitled. Yeah. Yes. Untitled. Yeah. Untitled. Yeah. This is when she brings the grill and puts uh, fast cars on the grill and tries to make him burn mm-hmm. it. Saying, she gives him the third degree about the manuscript. Literally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's like, well, it doesn't matter if I burn it or not because my editor already has it. <laughs> Wow, watching Jen get the third degree joke was embarrassing but hilarious. <laughs> anyway, so she is like making him burn it. He's t- her trying to mm-hmm. spin the lie that his editor already has it. They're already shopping it around, but she knows that's a lie because she knows literally everything about this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she really does. On Every Merv time- Griffin, 11 years ago, you yeah, said what you never fuck? make copies of your manuscript. And that's how I know I'm not crazy because I don't know that much stuff about Stephen King. I don't think that this should be your bar to judge yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point, Mikey. Yeah. But I know I haven't reached that yet, so I'm doing something oh right, my. right. What terrifies me is she said yet. <laughs> yeah. Did I? Uh-oh. There's chains on this couch. They're on to me. Oh, so no. she makes him burn his book. Yes. And then the next thing I wrote is flamecopter cameo, because this is when we see um, the cops flying around in flamecopter. That's right. Flamecopter yeah. would kick this movie's ass because it would melt all the snow on the side of the mountain. Oh, yeah. they would have found the his car immediately? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Twelve weeks later. <laughs> Flamecopter's got that thing in 12 minutes. <laughs> the agent calls the sheriff of the local town, says yes. he's missing. Oh, yeah. He says, I got the FBI, the state police involved, because at this point, Todd and I thought this one old man was looking for him, and that was a, that's all they got. Yeah. It, that is the only law enforcement they have in this town. But they do say that. Good job because he sees the broken brain. Oh, dude, yeah. This cop is on it. Yeah, this cop is great. Like, I really <laughs> liked him and his wife. They're Me a too. great team. They're doing it right and they're still doing it tight. I know. He goes up to the lodge and follows the guy's path. Yep. He's a broken lamb, gets out of the car, falls in the snow, yeah. almost fit, finds the car. I know. And realizes, hey, I'm going to die if I try to go down this hill. So he goes back and they have a good laugh and then they go home and smash a bunch. Oh, you know they smashed all night. Oh, yeah. She's trying to smash him in the cop car while they're on duty. Um, So then she has gotten the typewriter for him in the new paper and she's decided that part of her evil plan to make him burn his book is that he's now going to write Misery's Return. Oh, at the end, Misery is, she dies in that book and 
is buried. And that comes back in a little bit. But right stop. now, we just know he's like, no, I don't want to. And this is where the fight over the paper happens, right? Yes, yes. Not Which really is, fight. He's just like, I need other paper because this one smudges. Oh, right. it smudges? Does yeah, it, let me show you. And he types the word smudge. He and then he smudges. Before the scene and like go around with the penguin and thing. No, this is so he tells her he needs more paper, knowing that she'll have to go to town to get it, giving and him he, time because he sees the bobby pin on yep. the floor, knows that he'll be able to break out and try to get help. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, I do think that he wants different paper if he's going to write, but I think this is like a decoy to just sure, get her I mean, out of the house. It could be both. So she leaves to go get the paper from in town. She, he types smudge on the paper and it smudges. Yeah. And she loses her shit. She does. Yeah. She yeah. starts sweating. And slams the paper on his smashed knees, too. Yes. Oh, yeah. Although in the book, it seems to hurt him a lot more. He doesn't seem super affected by it. And that was when only I, his shoulder is hurt in this movie. That's when I started to think, hmm, maybe he's not addicted to these pills. He's not. He definitely is in the book, but I don't think he might be in the movie, but I don't he's think not, it's clear. He's not in the movie. Yeah. It's not clear. He's 100% not in the movie. Because in this he's, scene, when she leaves, he's like farting around the house because he bobby pins, opens the door, yeah, unlocks it. Because he's in the streets. He goes around the house. He Knocks sees, over the penguin, the glass penguin. Well, first it. he sees the phone and tries oh, to rotary yeah. dial for 911 and then turns over and realizes it's a fake phone and that she doesn't have a phone. And then he tries to wheel around and that's when he knocks over the penguin and turns him around facing due north. <laughs> Which is a dead Penguins giveaway. like the South. Duh, exactly. Antarctica. Antarctica. <laughs> I want to point out that that joke was hilarious, but Jen didn't mean to say it. She misspoke and it was like one of those comic masterpieces just like strike a lightning. Like that was awesome. Yep. Yep. That's staying in, Jen. Oh, yeah. I'll allow it. And then he goes into the kitchen and he goes into her closet and finds all of the pills. No, he doesn't go. The, the closet it's is not the kitchen, the kitchen yet. Yeah, it's a closet. I just imagine a pantry rooms. in the kitchen. But so he sees all the pills at the top. And in the book, he snatches a bunch of them and takes them immediately because he's in so much pain. But here it looks like he's taking them to try to poison her yeah, later. he puts them in his crotch yeah. pocket. Yeah, he puts them in his dick pocket. <laughs> <laughs> so the joke is that James Conn puts a lot of stuff in his dick and it looks like he's playing with his dick all movie. That's true. And Mikey reenacted that <laughs> several times throughout the evening. And it was gross and weird every time. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Leave a Yelp review. And some people are in. <laughs> a Yelp review? Because that's what they What say. are we, a restaurant? <laughs> He's definitely serving up some nuts. <laughs> he puts his hands in his pants a lot, okay? He does. He not to make a joke. Well, where else are you going to put stuff? All right, so then she gets home and he's all sweaty. She, he's going to the kitchen and we see the knife, but he doesn't get the knife because I think he starts The kitchen door is too narrow and the wheelchair can't get Yes, through. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, he's also tried the door and there's like a bunch of locks on there. So that's why he can't just get and out the door. But they're not locks that you would normally see in a house where you could just they're unlock like, them. They're like also, double key locks. My what? mom has those because they're cheaper than regular locks. She, re- she relocked the house and like, I was like, why are there locks on the inside? She's like, oh, it was like $20 cheaper. Keys Guys, don't break into out. Mike's mom's house. <laughs> <All right. laughs> yeah. Then she broke my leg, so it's whatever. Jeez, so do break Empty it. Empty nest syndrome. <laughs> But if he actually did get out of the house, what's he going to do? Because he's in a wheelchair. So it's going to be hard for him to get down these steps in a wheelchair. So he's just going to be crawling. And then he's in her yard and she's on like a rural road. Oh, yeah. So he's far away from anything so that can help him. If he can't call anybody, he's fucked. Unless somebody comes to get him or he can call out or he kills her. Those are her He should have killed options. her. Then she gets back and he's all sweaty. Well, there's um, a suspenseful scene where he's trying to get back into the room. Yeah, it's like a race. Like, you know, mm-hmm. Cuts to her dropping the paper on the ground. Because mm-hmm. it's not 
only mm-hmm. is about him getting back in the room. Like he has to lock the room up yeah. with the bobby pin, and that right. takes a bit because it's not a regular key. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, so it's but when she walks into the room, it's almost like she caught him masturbating because <laughs> she's like Sheldon or whatever. Why his name are is. you all? Yeah, why are you all sweaty? Warm? Yeah, all sweaty? What's that puddle on the floor? Oh, yeah. Oh. He says, "I think you know well." So he plays it off like she heard. You his never life. leave me alone, <laughs> Mom. Never now. <laughs> I was watching YouTube. Oh, fiercely, feverishly masturbated. Feverishly masturbated. That's what it looks like, like. though, guys. Yeah. Just a heads up. And then the next thing is Flamecopter finds his man. What? (laughs) I wrote that down because that's what Todd said. Because this is when Flamecopter's hovering over and we see that the car, the snow's melted enough to reveal the car. Someone someone (laughs) tweeted at us like what our our synopsis for Flamecopter the movie was. And it was Kurt Russell gets fused into like Knight Rider style Flamecopter. And then I am like the pilot in Flamecopter, but I'm just trying to survive while Kirk Russell is drunk flying around in Flamecopter. Nice. He's like, we must go to Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Flamecopter, we got to go save Timmy from the well. <laughs> Nachos Locos Tacos. <laughs> flames and puke coming out of both sides of the car. <laughs> Absolutely. Gross. All right. So Flamecopter saved the day. And then we have like the press conference because now everybody thinks he's just dead in the woods. But Buster knows what's up because the news person or the the, the press conference oh. is saying that he crawled out of his car and they'll probably find pieces of him in the woods. Not a very politically correct press conference. Yeah, it's kind of Not a downer. Very. But callous. I will say this. That does make sense if you don't look at the door of the car, which exactly. the sheriff does. If you don't employ any kind of investigative right. skills. Yeah, but he has a daughter. I don't want the sheriff to be like, yeah, yeah his body got dragged out of the car and he was eaten by animals. We'll probably never find it. Case yeah. closed. He either froze to death or we'll find pieces of the definitely way. wolf poop. Sorry, close <laughs> friends and family of this writer right. douche. <laughs> There's like but CNN yeah. cameras and stuff. Oh, and I love how like the two rival anchors are like shoulder to shoulder to <laughs> yeah. each other. Like, well, oh, you heard it here first on channel. <laughs> Shut up, Jeff. I'm on it here. You <laughs> think they found an ear? <laughs> Tied up in Flamecopter. Flamecopter, what do you see? <laughs> Taco Bell. <laughs> oh. Todd, Todd's on fire. I'm not going to work. <laughs> Calling out. <laughs> After the dick pocket fiasco, Flamecopter has saved oh, the man. day once Guys, again. Guys, dick pocket gate. 2019 was not pretty. <laughs> Don't worry though, Flamecopter saved Babe the day. Ruth did not hit home runs every Rob, time at bat. Rob Rosenstein has appointed a special counsel to investigate Dick, Pocket Dick Pocketgate. Gate. No collusion. Yeah, yeah, nobody helped you with that no, joke. Nobody yes ended it. Holy shit. Oh my god, I'm sweating. Oh. <laughs> Are you feverishly masturbating? I believe the fifth. <laughs> It was me and Squee. <laughs> Squee. Do you I like beer? <laughs> There's nothing wrong with like a beer. I honestly do wish <sighs> that James Conn had kept a calendar in this movie so I could have known how long it took for him to get out. Yeah. And then 40 years James later. Conn is the last person I would take with me to an escape room. Back to the movie. So he's starting to save powder from the pill. And this is where it looks like the way they shoot it. It looks like he's playing with his mini con. He's got, he's got both hands in his 
he swallows the capsule. So he just, it looks like he's got like 30 seconds in his pants and he like puts it in his mouth and goes back down. And it's down. so weird. It's very squirrel-like, you know? <laughs> it is like, very squirrel-like, <laughs> yeah. Todd and I were snickering and just like, what are you laughing about? This movie's great. And so I reenact <laughs> it with the I pillow. Said. And she's like, that's disgusting. Yeah, it was disgusting. <laughs> yeah. In both oh. scenarios. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so he's saving powder for his pills. Yeah. I'm sorry, I can't help it. The happy oil's kicking in. <sighs> I do remember saying at one point, and I don't remember what point in the movie, I do remember because she got really excited. I think it was when she asked if she could read his book, and she was like super excited about yeah. him. Oh, she's like, and I was like pretending to be her, and I was like, oh, you just made my vagina smile. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then Mikey told us how many pills we could put inside of it. Yeah, that was weird, Mikey. <laughs> All right. He gives her the first draft of his book, which is how he... The first he's, chapter. The first chapter or so, yeah, which is how he's written Misery Back to Life. Right. Well, and he's attempted to do it once before, but she wasn't happy with this it. She was, no, this, this is the first this attempt. This is that first thing. Yes. I stand corrected. Because she's like, because he gives her the first chapter, she's like, I'm so excited. And you're like, oh my mm-hmm. God. That's right, that's right. And then she, she comes in the- and she says, I really liked it. It's great. You named the grave digger after me. Yeah, keep that. Everything else keep that. is a Everything bag of shit. Everything else crap. But then she goes on the monologue and this is probably the other most famous part of this movie where she's talking about the cock car. He oh didn't get out of the cock car! This is the scene that won her the Academy Award. When I was a kid I watched the old serials and they'd be cliffhangers and then the next episode would oh, rewrite the, rocket, the end. Oh, the, the Rocket last... Man guy yeah. thing? Yeah. yeah. And she's right. And in the book they talk about that. Like she's right and the version that he ends up writing is better. So, he makes her... She. <laughs> Do you feel like we're in the room with Kathy Bates right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, please help With me. Ann Wilkes, yeah. I'm, so, I'm closer to Jen and it scares me. So then she loves the new part. And this is when she starts dancing around, Misery's alive, and he's written her back to life. And it's about, like, she's talking about how excited she is about the bee sting and how she knew it all along. Wait, she let's, loves let's go the back. new book. Let's go back. Because this is the part where it sounds like I'm talking about uh, Game of Thrones to someone who hasn't read the books. Because yes. she, the first way he brings her back to life is like emergency blood transfusion. That's when she gets really mad because it doesn't make yeah. sense in the logic of the fiction. Because she, in order for those things to happen, things that already happened in the published book before had to have happened right. differently. So she yes. comes out with the logic does not monologue of really like Dr. So-and-so and blah, 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 blah. And then mm-hmm. like get buried alive. And it was like, a, it was, it was a lot. A bee sting. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I'm with it the whole time because I've read the book so many times. And in the book, you actually read chapters that he's written of the story. Oh, oh man. You have to read good. a book within a book. Uh-huh. That it's sounds good. horrible. It is good. <laughs> but There's a lot. It's like at the end though, you've read two books. <laughs> So this is when he invites her to fancy dinner and she says, I'll put on my Liberace and she starts and she gets all dressed up and they're all fancy dinner in and he's going to t- put the Iocane powder in the... What you do not smell. Yeah. And <laughs> right. that's like the plan, right? So he pours yeah. her wine, he oh, pours yeah. himself some Takes wine. Takes out his dick pouch. Right. Wants to go get some, well, asks her to get a candle to make it romantic and that's the flaw in the plan and then comes back and he's taking the dick pouch powder out and poisoned the, the wine. The DPP! <laughs> Filled with the powder of like... T- 12, 14 pain pills. Yeah. In her wine, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sets it down. Do you yeah. think that would have killed her? No. But I knocked think, her out. For I sure. think it would have incapacitated Definitely. her enough. But if you're like a female John Candy, you need a lot more than that to kill I her. Mean, I mean, she take- is a stout woman. But it doesn't we've matter. All taken 14 pain pills with a glass of red wine. Some know. of us may have. I've never had alcohol. But how do you drive on snow? Cocaine. Never had alcohol. You can't ever oh, okay. complete your book. Now, so then they're doing the toast, and she knocks over the candle, which also knocks over the wine glass. So his <laughs> plan. Do you think she oil. knew he had planned no, this? I don't. No, I think or is she just so. clumsy? He's is the worst clumsy. escape game person ever. He really is, and he's like, "Fuck!" Now I just have to. I sit thought this was dinner. a decent plan. Like, it I was mean, a decent he plan. could have grabbed the bottle and murdered her with it right then. 
I don't know, man. I don't know. If you're completely dependent on her and you can't drive, even if you kill her and, and there's no phone, how do you do that? How yeah. do you get out of there? Plus, how much worse is she going to make it for you if you don't actually kill her? Right. And okay. I'm not saying James Conn is not- Top of my head, a- you use a chair as a sled, tie the pig to the chair. Mush piggy, mush. <laughs> mush the piggy. Down That's it. the return of misery. <laughs> yeah. Pulling into snowmanton on a misery <laughs> sled. Just don't let the pig drink anything because then they'll fall. <laughs> The wolves did kill me, bitches. <laughs> no, but I'd live in the house all winter because I'm sure she's got food. And then we get the Liberace typing reading montage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, this wait, is wait, like wait. the writing montage forever. Yeah. Uh, we got to go back. The sheriff buys all of the misery books. That's right. Well, that's it. That's right. Yes, to yes. research where he is. That's right. And it's in a yellow bag. So we just thought it was the yellow book that had arrived because he walks like in. the big phone book? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Why do these come every year, Betsy? So he gets the books, right? And the, his wife uh, asks him about it. He's like, well, if I have to find this man, I want to know the way his mind works or some shit like that. Yes. I can't remember his justification. He's investigating. Either way, the montage is. He does not have a lot to do. I right. think he, he just really likes these romance novels. I mean, he reads all of them. <laughs> he's like. <laughs> he like really reads them. His wife comes in. He's like, I'm investigating. I'm investigating. <laughs> <laughs> Give me five minutes. <laughs> I got to clean up. I mean. <laughs> I'm, I'm on the track of a clue. <laughs> investigating so hard. <laughs> oh my God. I've almost found the clue. That was my joke, though. When they were, like during the montage, yes, or maybe like, after the montage. Give credit for that one. <laughs> he's like reading the book, and he like asked his wife a question. I was like, he definitely is like, "Hey, honey, there's a word here I don't recognize. What is the clitoris?" And then I said, "Buddy McDougal showed him where that was 20 years ago because she don't play around." Apparently not. Well, I don't believe in any of that. And this is why you're single, <laughs> Mikey. I think I may understand some things about your love life. <laughs> That makes one of us, Todd. Oh. oh. Let me show you some tricks. <laughs> I'm out. Is I know all the, the tricks already. Pouch. So it's above the dick pouch. It's not the vaginas. First note, ladies don't like it when you call it a dick pouch. <laughs> Yo, baby girl, bring that dick pouch over here. <laughs> all right, we got to stop talking about this. Yeah, I, I honestly don't want the word dick pouch to appear more than once in this podcast. I know. And what are we on, like, It's 70? my new Twitter handle. <laughs> so then at the end of the musical montage, the reading, writing, typing montage, we hear a thundercloud. And then Annie comes in and she's real depressed and she's got her bathrobe on. She just says, here's your bills. And Sometimes rain gives me the blues. Yeah. And this is the one time where she doesn't want to engage with him and she's about to walk out of the room and then he, stupid. It was like, Annie, what's wrong? Hey, what's up? Sometimes the rain makes me real sad. But this is when she introduces the gun as yes. a set Annie's piece. Annie's got yeah. her gun. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the rest of the words. But you're starting to sing now on the podcast, and I love it. And I apologize to everyone. No, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm on board for it, Mike. I am too. This is the realest I think we see her too, because she's like, I know I love you. I know you don't love me. Don't say it because I know it's not true. You know, yeah, basically. she's in a lucid moment for sure. Yes, she is. She knows. Where, and that's why she's real depressed, because she's like, this is a fucked up situation. I don't know how to get out of it. Well, she takes out the gun <laughs> and she goes, I have this gun that I think about using sometimes. Yeah. I need to go away because I might put bullets in it. Two bullets. And then she just walks out in the rain with her bathrobe on and drives away. Yeah, which was odd because I thought she was going to go upstairs, which is what the I The book explains more. She's got what she calls a laughing shack in the woods. <laughs> 
Yeah, seriously. And that's where she goes when she gets the blues and she just stays there until she's like What's in it? Out of- just a th- shitload of sex toys. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So then he knows he's he so he gets out, he's tooling around, he uh gets the knife out of the kitchen. And hides it in the bed. Yes. This is when he finds the scrapbook. Yes. And he sees We had problems with this scene because we said don't take the biggest knife. Mm-hmm. If you want to kill someone, take one of the small knives, you just put it in their Because neck. she's definitely not gonna not know the right. big knife. Especially She's definitely a knife that is that. so big it can't actually fit all the way into the yeah, block. It's like it's half out of the block. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. It's a Ginsu knife. You she comes home and all of her shoes are cut in half. <laughs> just to prove he could do it. Right. It's a good knife. It's a good knife. <laughs> you t- need all new right <laughs> shoes. <laughs> I left all the left ones. Yeah. So. Cut the typewriter up. <laughs> <laughs> Cut the end key off for sure. <laughs> and so then he sees the scrapbook or memory lane, if you will. Didn't we have some funny jokes about memory lane? Nope. Nope. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we see memory lane and we see um, the book goes into a lot more Is detail memory about lane this. the name of an older stripper? No. Would it be? No. Memory Lane? So in this Memory Lane book, we find out that she used to be a nurse and she killed a bunch of babies. She liked Nixon. She, in the book, she's killed, I'm just going to give the backstory of the book because I think it's interesting. She's killed her dad. She killed some people that were like making lots of noises in the apartment next to her by setting a fire. She killed her roommate. She didn't kill her husband, but her husband left her because he knew how crazy she was. She killed like a random hitchhiker. And then she started working. She was working first in a nursing home and she no in the book she was working in a nursing home she was killing old people and she was getting away with it for a long time because they're old and then she moved to the maternity ward and she started killing the babies that's when they started to figure out and she was arrested and put on trial this doesn't a lot of this doesn't happen in the movie but she was put on trial and she gets off on a technicality or somebody had not signed some kind of lockup okay so it does explain that it does it explains how she is and that's kind of why she lives out here in isolation because everybody thinks she did it and they, she's like a pariah. and She, so she did murder a bunch of people. She did, exactly. And they also explain that's why she doesn't have a phone because people will call and Do harass her. Do you think there's a lot of time. people out there like that that have like murdered a bunch of people that are just like living out in a shack somewhere? Yeah. So she comes back from the laugh shack. She does. And <laughs> no, 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 no. But first, he's got his knife tucked into his sling and he just keeps... <sighs> so then she comes back and he's got his knife poised, but she doesn't go in. She stops right outside his door and so he puts the knife away and just falls asleep. Yeah. And then he's woken up to her and she syringes him with some painkiller. I, I hate this part. If oh, he yeah. had the knife, I would. if I had a knife, I would have just stayed up until she came back to the room or I would have knocked something down to lure her into the room to kill her. So Mikey's got this all figured out. I well, mean, that would have worked. Yeah, right. That definitely would have worked. Yeah, he's like, Maybe. got the knife. Good night. I don't know. I think she's on to him. Because she probably went to the kitchen, saw that the knife was gone, knew that he had the knife and decided not to go in there because she would get stabbed. He should have saw the front door opening, started yelling for the pills, lure into the room. And then knife stabbed her in the throat. Stabbed her in the throat. And then this is the hobbling scene. So this scene was rough. (laughs) Yeah, this one was. And this is the scene that this movie is known for. He wakes up after she's injected him with whatever the stuff is, and he's like strapped to the bed with a bunch of straps. Yeah, with a bunch of straps. And in the movie or in the book, she calls it a post-op shot. And then she puts the block in between. I mean, but during this whole thing, she's explaining. I know you've been out at least twice Mm because penguins don't face north or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, And he 
fly south for the summer. South. Right. And then she says, were you looking for this? And shows that she has the mm-hmm. knife now. She knows, knows about knife. this whole plan. And yeah. he is, at this point, screwed. Like, yeah. you know he's screwed, right? Mm-hmm. Nothing, yeah, nothing he can do. And then she talks, starts talking about what hobbling is. And it's from the mines where if they found that somebody had been stealing, they, wouldn't, diamond mine. they wouldn't kill him because yeah. then they couldn't keep working for him. So they would um, hobble them by breaking their feet. And it's Oh, this is giving me the chills bad. right she now. She puts a board between his ankles. Yeah, she uses a spreader board, which is normal in this type of thing, sure. And then she sledgehammers his ankle, ankle. I guess, or right above mm-hmm. his ankle. I'll be honest. It's like around his heel ish area. I closed my eyes. I didn't I watch didn't, it. Either. I didn't think they'd show it. And I, I had never seen this movie. And I did I've seen like the like on Twitter when people post like, yeah. like gifs or gifs. Because this, this is a very like, iconic yeah. scene. So like I knew that it was a sledgehammer. I sort of had the idea of what was gonna happen, but I didn't think they'd show it. Yeah. And they, sh- I know they show the first one. They and didn't I show just, the second one. I, I watched no, oh, that. I could not handle it. Oh, I was not. Because once you show it. the first one, that's all you need. Because you know, and then oh, you imagine yeah. it being worse. Yeah. So his feet in this scene were actually made out of gelatin. And it's got like a little connector bar. And then it just slams that. And that's why the foot flops around the way it does. It's it's effective and horrible. I, oh. Yeah. In the book, she mm. cuts his foot off. What? With an axe. It's I think this is scarier than having your foot amputated. In the book, I think it's better to cut the foot off. In the visual, I think it's better and yeah. scarier here. Plus, it's I don't know, cheaper. But you don't have to have as much special effects this way, too. I, uh, if you had to choose between cutting, having your uh, foot cut off or both your feet smashed, what would you choose? I don't know. I don't really I, I don't I don't know. make that choice. I think I would do smash. I mean, smash. I always choose smash well, over look, he's smash. A- <laughs> <laughs> he's able off. to walk again, though. Yeah, he yeah. is. Yeah. Um, in because, the- well, and it, and it takes only like three seconds to smash your ankles. Cutting your foot off has to be some sort of procedure. Oh, yeah. Well, and that's the post-op shot thing, and she cauterizes it, and she accidentally catches part of the room on fire, and she's got to put all that out, too. It's a whole thing. Uh, also, hit me with a hammer. Yeah. Hit it with me. Yeah. yeah. With a hammer. There's a part where she cuts his thumb off, too. What? Yeah. It's a different... And then a part where she gets into another one of those depressive states, and she brings him a birthday cake with his thumb, his severed thumb, in the middle of it like a candle. It's messed up. That is a fucking power move right there. <laughs> oh, Everybody yeah. loves thumbs up on their birthday. Yeah. There's also, oh yeah, that's where, there's a part where she picks up a dead rat and just bites into it. Dude, the book goes into a lot more detail about all of this. It sounds horrible to me. It's, all right. So this is when the cop figures it out. He has a little library montage where he picks up giant books and figures out because he sees the quote from her that he had already read in the book. So, yes, she's driving in town and almost hits a person with her car. Mm-hmm. He looks out his sheriff's office and goes, oh, the lady accused of multiple murders that could be the person who's done this hmm yeah and she starts yelling cockadoodies at other people too yeah yeah so he puts it together to his credit he's the only one that has so then the cop goes to her house and then she drugs him again and just the fireman carries him down into the basement this time and the cop comes in and she's offering him hot cocoa which is definitely not oh, gonna have drugs, any kind of poison too, so in it noise. She does, yeah. She injects him with whatever that was before. Although it doesn't work as well because he does still... I don't know how long he gets knocked out the first time. So, I mean, it may have worked the exact same. Right, maybe just long enough for him to, like, strap. It may be like a 25-minute thing or a 10-minute thing or whatever. We don't really know. But the cop, I think, does a good job. Acts on a hunch, goes, shows up. Uh But Anne, Kathy Bates' character, Mm -hmm. has, like, a backstory for why she has a writing room set up, all that stuff. And it makes sense knowing how crazy she is. Can I ask you some questions about this author? And and she's like, he was born in June Yeah, she's like, do a little well, but she's the he number asked. one fan. Like, yeah, and th- that's stuff a number one fan would know number one fans out there. What's my birthday, number yeah, one fan? Nerds. February 12th, <laughs> do something. 
Okay, yeah, so he's gone upstairs and he's about to leave and he actually is out the door walking down the steps. So then Paul knocks something over in the basement. The and grill. The, it's the grill. grill, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's the fast car. And Todd said, damn you fast cars or no fast cars. So he knocks over the grill out of rage. But this and turns then, the cop around and it, mm-hmm. I honestly don't know if he went back in because he thought he heard the guy or if first, he thought she fell over and yeah. she didn't help. Yeah, mm-hmm. she, he goes in because he's a good cop because he hears it. He goes in he goes, he are you okay, yeah. Annie, you, Annie, you okay? Are you okay, Annie? Annie. <laughs> I did it! You I did it! Oh. Ah. Nailed it, man. Well done, Mike. And then he just yells, I'm awakened down here. Yeah, yeah, and then opens the door and he sees him and then, bam, shotgun through the top. You're too late, darling. You give James Conn. No help. Exactly, at all. Guys. And then Bunny McDougal is left all alone. Yeah, I honestly, the ending yeah. of the greatest love story bad. ever yeah. told. I do too. Yeah, it's sad. In the book, she runs over him with a lawnmower. What? <laughs> it is messed up. She stabs him in the back with a big like fence post, and then he's still not dead. So he, she runs over his head with a lawnmower. It's so it happens outside. Yeah, he throws a coffee pot, or he throws um, a mug through the window, and that's he how being he gets James Con. Yeah, James Con gotcha. throws the mug through the window, gets her attention that way, and then she stabs him in the back and runs over the lawnmower. It's messed up, and then takes him out to the laughing shack and buries the body in the woods. Well, all right. I have a legitimate question. How long do you think it is before Bunny moves on and finds someone else? Oh, dude, she's already got that sheriff from the next town waiting. Yeah, yeah, she's probably already over there. I don't think. I think she. I think it was true love. I, don't I know. yeah. I, do. I don't think she's getting over it. I think it was true love, but chick got to get dick. Yeah, I don't believe in that. She theory. doesn't ever really love new sheriff. She just marries him for companionship. She doesn't marry him. She's not going to marry again. No, that's true. Wow, Mikey has some very strong opinions about a seventy-year-old woman. <laughs> it takes somebody pretty special to make me walk down that aisle. Dorothy Matthews is a saint. Stay classy. I only seen that movie once. Stay classy, <laughs> dick pockets. <laughs> anyway, she's like true love. She's not getting married again, but she yeah. might, you know, find a side piece, whatever. So then she has the shotgun and she says, we both know what's going to happen. She's basically telling him, I'm about to kill you and then kill myself because now people are going to come to I'm going to go get us. the pistol and put two bullets in it. Exactly. She, yeah, you're she, right, you're and right. she goes and gets it and a shot, mm-hmm. which I thought was nice. She was going to knock him out before she killed him. She was. Yeah. That was she super sweet. <laughs> I get and that. And that's when yeah. he grabs the lighter fluid and sticks it in the back of his pants. pocket. <laughs> <laughs> because he needs He's more got a bed sore. Yeah. So James Codd smooth talks her. He says, not until I finish the book. Yeah, you can kill it so close. By dawn, I'll be done. We can yeah. give misery back to the world. Mm-hmm. We can do it and from misery. So she reads along. He finishes the book. And she's like, I'm almost done. It's going to be really good. And I need three things when I'm done with the book. I'm going to be done in like an hour. I need three things. So do you then- know what three things? Yeah. Uh, no. Oh, I was just fooling. I do know exactly. Yeah, three she things. knows exactly. And this is the interview you said that went on, and this is where you said this in that article. Yeah. And so she makes her tray with the from Lucky the beginning strike cigarette. Oh. Mm-hmm. Don Perignon. Perignon. Yeah. Perignon. 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 Yeah. And a hand job. What was the third one? Glass to drink it. In. Oh, the glass. Oh, okay. yeah. And then he's mm-hmm. like, and then she's got the gun just like set on her own little tray. But then she's like. Is she going to marry so-and-so or Sir Wadworth or Ian? Yeah. Sir yeah. So he's like, you're about to find out the answer. And then she gets mm-hmm. the stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Oh, no, no. But we need two glasses. Yep. Yeah. And that's how Smooth. he wins her heart. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. and she's like, oh, no, I'll get the second <laughs> glass. It's like a slip and slide down there. Gross. <laughs> There's just pills it's all like, up in it's there. It's like that Mustang <laughs> flew off that mountain. <laughs> 
So then he pours the lighter fluid all over the book on the floor and takes <laughs> takes like a oh, rolled yeah, up because one of the things is a match. Yes. Yeah. To, to light the yeah. cigarette. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he puts kerosene everywhere and then he just power thumb flicks this match on. That too. was sort of badass. It, yeah. it was awesome. Yeah. If I did, I'd, be, I'd break the match and then she'd be like, well, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's what you get for trying to be badass. So he's he got said. one page. A couple of pages. And so then she lights it up. She's like, hey, remember how you wanted to know that thing? Remember, remember if you want to know he, she was going to be reunited with her dad? Mm-hmm. All who she was going to marry? You think yes. she's got yeah. noble blood? You'll never know. And then. Um, he lights it on fire. He does. He fast cars slash untitled that book. Before he says, I learned it from watching you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so she dumps down, jumps down there and tries to smash out the flames. And, this and that's when, when the brawl of the century happens. <laughs> Dude, it is a brutal fight. It's, it is 1000% Andy they Kaufman man versus woman wrestling match. What? Yeah. Have you watched They Live? No. Mm-hmm. It's got the best fist fight of any movie of all time. Um, I've seen Bridget Jones Diary, so that can't be true. <laughs> Yeah, it, that's where that's where they steal it from. Oh no! Oh really? It's a shot for shot remake. <laughs> Do they both end up in a fountain? <laughs> I'm yeah, on board. I'm so then he smashes her with the typewriter in the head, and then yeah, they're just like brawling all over. He yeah, like he puts his thumbs in her. her eyes. Yeah, they call it the eyeball gouge to gouge out the eyeballs. Yeah. Well yes, named. if you will. <laughs> she kicks him in the nuts. She, she does. pulls the gun out, shoots him in the shoulder. She, she tries to shoot him, him again. In she kicks him in his injured legs and hits all over her face. And then he shoves the burn remains of the book, and he says in her. Mouth mm-hmm. in her mouth. Yeah. Ugh. In the book, it's like on fire, stuck in her throat. It's gross, and her face turns purple. And so then she, he trips her, and she smacks her head against the typewriter, and we think she's dead. And so he starts to like elbow army crawl, yeah, army yeah. crawl out, and, and honestly, no foot he is across not, the floor. Yeah, he is not favoring that shot shoulder as much as he was when it was oh, yeah. just dislocated. When he's in crisis, that shoulder <laughs> is fine. Yeah, yeah, the shoulder's shot through, and he's like, I got this. Oh, that's right. He gets shot in the shoulder. Yeah. I forgot. I'm about not that. saying James Conn's a bad actor. I'm just saying he makes bad acting choices. Well, he got shot in the other shoulder. I think that's his much stronger That's his strong shoulder, shoulder Todd. <laughs> well, he, he was working on a lot during the montage. <laughs> he was, yeah. Lots of he was hiding there. things down there. Anyway, so he crawls out of the room and then she jumps on him. Yeah, jumps from behind and then he kind of reaches and reaches and finally he feel the sexual tension. Oh, yeah. Scene. He finally reaches and he gets this big iron statue of uh, the pig. pig and smashes her in the face with it and she falls on top of him face down onto him mm. and then he just like bonks her onto the floor and crawls away. And yeah. this is what happens when you don't remember your safe word. This whole three month episode that he had to go through, he could have been saved all of that time if he had just remembered to say, sea cucumber. Exactly. Yeah. She totally would have respected <laughs> that safe word. when Craigslist goes wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and so then we see him hobbling on a cane and is wearing his everything's fine now. 18 tie. months later. 18 we see 18 months, months later. later. He's back in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Going to eat lunch with Lauren Bacall, his agent, and they're talking about it. It was uh, the, what was it called? I can't remember. The Higher Education of something, somebody, J. Paul somebody. Stanley or some shit like that. I can't remember. Yeah. James Conn is not good at titles. What the book is. So Fast Cars, Untitled, The Education you of You said J. James Conn like he wrote this. Yeah. Well, you know, whoever. He did Stephen King. Yeah. Stephen King is great at titles. So what happens He's also the- great at dialogue and great at endings, Mikey. <laughs> and great at everything. <laughs> Because he's tied up in the basement. I'm his number one fan. <laughs> so um, Don't look in that crawl space. <laughs> yeah, that's why that thing is really I've there. read every Stephen King book because I'm trying to find him. <laughs> <laughs> There's a clue in here somewhere. It, it, you know what? In this joke that's going on right now, I'm Bunny, and I'm on board for that. 
<laughs> Mike, you're about to get a lot of Todd hand on your thigh. <laughs> Thank oh, God. Geez. It's been like three weeks since I've been on this podcast. <laughs> so then he sees her and they're talking about how she wants him to write a nonfiction book about what happened. And he says, no, no. no at first she goes, uh, your book's getting great reviews. Yeah. And he's like, it's Why doing well it for them. I wrote it for I myself. I wrote it for me. Yeah. It's better in the book. Um, What's it, does he meet his daughter again in the book? Yeah, I think so. Then I'm talking about it. In the book, he burned a decoy of Misery's Return, and he ended up actually publishing Misery's Return, and that's the book that's really successful because huh, okay. it's really okay, good. That's where yeah. I thought it was going to go. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I would have liked that too. I, yeah. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't dislike the way it ended in this. Uh, version, but I would have liked that too. I think the reason they didn't do it in this version is I think it would have just been too confusing to show that, but they, you can explain that in several paragraphs and it makes sense. But anyways, so, but what he's talking about is how you never quite get over something like that. And that's when we see Annie Wilkes start to push the dessert tray up to him. Yeah. And then we see just a regular lady say, Oh, I'm your number one fan. Yeah. In modern times, this is called post-traumatic stress disorder. Yes. Yeah. The book goes into a lot more detail about that too. And it's, it works a lot better in the book. Anyways, and that's the movie. Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So yeah, that's the movie. And Steven loves that one. And I, I love, love, love this book and I like this movie, but the book is way better. So everybody read the book. It was fun to hear you talk passionately about the book. Oh yeah. Well, I'm not done with that yet either. So let's, let's do box office and then we'll jump yeah. into your fun facts. Cause I'm sure it. you got a lot of shit for your fun facts. So uh, yeah. the budget for this movie was $20 million. Oh, what? Which is a lot of money, right? It's pretty single location, but yeah, it's a pretty big name actors. Real snow. Yeah. It's, I'm sure yeah. it's real snow. This is like in the period of flame copters life where he had had a few hit movies <laughs> uh, and he had, you know, he, his, his, his he was pretty expensive to this get in movies. This is the true lies of his trajectory. Exactly. Oh, yeah. His yeah. He hadn't he bright. hadn't jumped to <laughs> yeah. he hadn't jumped from like Jefferson Airplane to Jefferson Starship, so he was not yet space <gasps> flame copter. But Still he was on together, the transition, right? So strong forever. He was probably about half of the budget just to get the cameo. He really just didn't think anything was ever Bates, gonna stop him now. <laughs> <laughs> Kathy Bates, this is early on, on in her career. Yeah. So I bet her price tag was pretty low no. as compared yeah. to what it is now, because she's like a powerhouse now. Mm-hmm. I can't James Conn probably was the majority of it though, to be honest with you, because he well, was a named actor at that was point. Was it or was like the licensing of the book. I think that was pretty high, Do you think Stephen King got, got most of the money? He did not want to sell these rights to anybody, but because Rob Reiner had done Stand By Me, and that was a good adaptation. Oh, yeah, that's another one I like. Um, He didn't want, he wouldn't sell it unless Rob Reiner was involved. Shawshank's my favorite. Okay, that would be the yeah, best one. Good. All right, like- so $20 million. Yeah. It ended up making in uh, theaters in its run uh, $61 million. Oh, really? Yeah, so it made money. It did pretty well for itself. It was very critically acclaimed. Yeah. Yeah, Kathy Bates uh, won Best Actress for Let's this. Let's just jump into fun facts. Yeah, yeah. There. Okay, yeah. so Kathy Bates won Best Actress for this, and in her acceptance speech, she publicly apologized to James Caan for the ankles. Which was funny. I meant to try to pull it up on YouTube. That's pretty cute. It yeah. is cute. Yeah. Did, um, I love her. It wasn't like best supporting actress. It was best actress. It was best actress. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And she is really good in this movie. Yeah. yeah. I mean, She's I creepy. hate her, but you're supposed to. You're supposed to. But yeah, just the the range that she plays with all of the different emotions. And that's part of why I think it's so creepy because everybody knows somebody that's like that to some degree. Not that extreme, but you see, you know people that are that have those kind of moods. Oh, yeah, range, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. Like, you know, when they 
put the water in their mouth first and then take the pill. I know. What, what I swear to God, that's normal. You guys are weird. <laughs> that was an extreme reaction. <laughs> he, just, he just broke a potted plant against the wall. <laughs> he did. Um, so they offered this movie to like everybody in the world because <laughs> <laughs> Paul. Oh, you mean James Conn? James Conn oh. and okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. You tell me James Conn wasn't the first choice. Oh, sure. I think okay. James Conn was all right in this. Oh, I think he's great in this. He's not he's as good great. as Kathy Bates. But I don't he, is know, he has like a nonchalant like facial expressions about everything. He's like, mm. yeah, I don't think he was great. Okay, he so bad, but they originally great. offered the part of Annie to Jessica Lange, Barbara Streisand, Angelica Houston, and, and Bette Midler. Kathy Bates was perfect for this. This is well, she had the I body type. I just can't see. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just can't see um, Streisand actually doing this without singing at some point. Yeah, yeah, she would have. Sending the frown. That montage. Like I couldn't get into it. And yeah, we're just... riding time. It's riding and lifting and reading. Yeah. That could be scary. Yeah. They So the people yeah. that they originally offered the role of Paul to, are we ready? William Hurt. Ke- better. Kevin yeah, yeah. Klein, Michael oh, Douglas. The Pirate King. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. Yes. Michael Douglas would have been better. He would have oh, been better. No, dude. The Pirate King all day. Harrison Ford. Dustin Hoffman, Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, Richard Dreyfuss, Gene Hackman, Robert Redford, and Warren Beatty. I would have loved that. All like turned them every, down. Every A list actor in yeah. the fucking 80s. In his age range, yeah. Well, they draw straws. They're like. But nobody wanted to do this movie. Why? Because you're laying it. He had to lay in bed for 15 weeks. When yeah, I was about to say, you're doing that. a lot of bed acting. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Mikey's like, oh, yeah. How difficult that That's would be. That's where I excel. Bed acting. <laughs> You've seen a lot of women do a lot of bed acting, haven't you, Mikey? <laughs> <laughs> it's real <Aww>. me. <laughs> so this was adapted and it was just on Broadway in 2016, I think. And Laurie Metcalf and Bruce Willis were the two stars of it. Ooh. And Laurie Metcalf got nominated for uh, Tony. She didn't win, though. And the screenplay was actually written by William Goldman, who also wrote Princess Bride. And, and founded the mutual fund company Goldman Sachs. Did he really? No. Really? Oh, okay. They, they went my last fun fact that is not related to Stephen King is that this was released on my birthday. Oh, now we know. That was my birthday fun fact. Okay, so this movie is basically about addiction. And this was written when, (laughs) seriously, when Stephen King was addicted to cocaine. And so he's writing, he didn't talk about this till about 20 years later, but he was talking about how Annie is basically a representation of what cocaine addiction did to him. Like, kept taking parts of him, kept him isolated, kept beating him up. So Annie was cocaine. Annie's a metaphor Annie's for cocaine. cocaine. And this was before he got clean from that, too. Um, See, I thought this would just be like his fear as a writer. It is. Well, there's more about that, too. So he wrote It, which everybody loved and was huge. And then he wrote The Eyes of the Dragon, which is a fantasy book kind of for like, it's almost like YA fantasy. And I kind of liked it. But his fans were really angry because they wanted him to go back to horror. So you can see like she's mad because she just wants him to write more misery. So it's almost like him taking his frustration out on his fans through this Yeah, book. I could definitely see that. And part of the reason I think this is a successful adaptation of a Stephen King book is because there's nothing supernatural in it at all. And that's because this was originally supposed to be a Bachman book. Do you guys know what? who Richard Bachman that's his pseudonym and it's kind of a different writing style there's usually not much supernatural stuff um, in those books and they're really like more nihilistic and don't tend to have happy endings so as he was writing Misery that's when somebody outed him as Richard Bachman 
Oh, really? So, yeah. So he had to release this as Stephen King, but he had originally intended to make it a Bachman book. So the original um, ending of this went before he wrote the book. The original ending was Annie getting the book finished, killing him, feeding him to the pig and then using his skin to bind the book. And he was going to title it Annie Wilkes first edition. That's not how the book ends, but that was the original ending. That sounds horrible. I know. Yeah, I'm glad he did the way he did it. I did say she was going to feed him to the pig. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. That's all my fun facts. Nice. Yay, all right. Fun facts. I need a theme So song scary scale. That. Let's scary scale this, John. Scary scale. Okay. So listeners, our scary scale is how we rank how scary we were when we watched these movies today. It's not a ranking of the quality of the movie. It's a ranking of how scared we were when we watched it today. Our one example is Ghostbusters, and we're not changing it. <laughs> <laughs> our 10 example is uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. We're not all right. changing that either. Todd. No, we're not. Todd, what you got? Uh, I'd give us a three. Three, all right. It's not scary. There's one scene that's very, oh, why? Gory. And that's it. I also give it a three. Three? Okay. Mikey, for the same reason? Um, It wasn't even that much of a thriller. No, it's creepy. And there's a lot of atmosphere that makes it creepy. Mm-hmm. And that one scene where she breaks his feet is really hard to keep your eyes open during. And yeah. I wish I hadn't, because I'm going to see that tonight when I wake up screaming like I do every <laughs> night because you guys terrify <laughs> me with these movies. But like, I could watch this again. I wouldn't enjoy watching it again, mm-hmm. but I could sit through it and be fine. I barely classify it as a horror movie. I do mm-hmm. think it's I a think decent it's- film. But I don't think it's a horror. Yeah, like for me, this is on the level of frailty. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm, I can see that. It's, it's not necessarily a bad movie. I get why people think it's a great movie. I'm not trying to knock it. I'm not saying it's not a good movie. I probably will never watch this again, but I understand why people do like it. And I think technically it would be considered a thriller, too, under the horror, um, which is still technically part of the horror universe. Oh, I love you, Stephen King. I would never hurt you. Um, so <laughs> you're sharing weird looks. Well, that's because you just said the most Ann Wilkes thing of the whole night. <laughs> Ann Nee Wilkes. I'd never hurt you, Stephen. No, I wouldn't. I want you to keep writing books. That's literally the plot. Yeah, I'm going to give this a four. Um, yeah, it is very uncomfortable. The ho- I can't watch the hobbling scene because it's... Mm. Yeah, I, honestly, now that I know you need to look away, I will look away. I didn't know yeah. they were going to show it, and that's why I didn't close my eyes. Yeah. Had I known, I would have closed my eyes. And there was a lot of debate about whether to keep it in or whether to make it a foot cutting off an amputation scene. And I think that the choice they made is the best because that's what this movie is really known for. But I think Kathy Bates is just so good in this movie. You really believe that she's nuts. Yeah. And it just makes me uncomfortable. May have to cut this out. But as someone who's this, the ending scene makes me really uncomfortable. It makes me really sad for her, which is fucked up. But like just some of the relationships I've been in, I know that feeling of like living with somebody who's uncontrollable and that turn they have when you stand up to them and they like turn on you and then the shit gets real. It just makes me really uncomfortable. And you sympathize with her? Yeah. No, I sympathize with him. Oh, you said with her. You said you feel bad for her. I do feel bad for her because when you see that person that is in control of you turn like that, you want to keep that person happy because that person is in control and that person will hurt you worse if you're not able to actually kill her. And you feel bad for her? I do because some relationships I've been in, like you want to keep that person happy and it makes me so uncomfortable. Do you think James Conner was in control the whole time? No, she is. Are you confused, Mikey? I'm confused. Are you saying that you feel bad for her because 
James Khan makes her mad? Yes, because that's when it becomes terrifying for me because of some codependency issues that I have. Aren't you proud of James Khan standing yes, up to I her am. and leaving? And so what I said last time was 10 years ago, I didn't like this movie at all because that scene was too hard for me to watch. Now, because of therapy and a bunch of shit, I can handle it a lot better. But it still just makes me really uncomfortable. Also, it's a man beating a woman to death, and that makes me uncomfortable too. Well, he doesn't want to. She's oh, no. She, I mean, like, it's self-defense. He's just Absolutely. pretty jacked. Like, she would take James Khan in a regular fight. It just makes me really uncomfortable to watch it more than to read it i enjoy reading this story a lot more than i enjoy watching this book i would assume it's different seeing it for me i don't know why it's It's a different different. medium it is and i'm not a visual person so i'm not imagining it in my head so when i see it it becomes a lot more real to me yeah so four jen's therapy corner wraps up with a four on the scary scale (laughs) my scary scale has gone up just listening to jen talk about her scary scale (laughs) so i'm gonna put this podcast at a nine for me (laughs) this shit got real real if anyone doesn't see me next week before we do the plugs i made some cocoa for you guys oh god would like to share it death pocket (laughs) yeah so jen what do they need to watch next week. Mikey, would you like to talk about oh, yes, what we're watching next week? This is one of my favorites. Yep. It's called The Collector. I know. I'm I mean, you're, like it, you're like it. You're like it. Uh, <laughs> I guarantee you I'm not. He probably like won't. it as a movie, but hate it as a horror thing. I don't think I might like true. it. I don't Jim think he will. definitely will. like it. Yeah. Right. It's The Collector. It's a little like Saw, but it's a cat and mouse game. It's my f- one of my favorite franchises because there's only two movies and it wraps up cleanly at the second one and it's over. It's, it's the end. Well, guys, watch The Collector before next week. And Lots After of the collector, something very special is going to happen. Guys, if you're in the Kansas City area, buy tickets to our live show. Kansas live City show. live show. It's our very first live show at Panic Fest. Go check it a- out. It's going to be amazing. Just Google Panic Fest and you'll see it mm-hmm. there. We're Follow on them there. on Twitter, Panic Fest. Yep. Also, make sure you guys follow us. That's Jen Ferrazzi on Instagram and Twitter. M Randolph 24 on Instagram and Twitter. I'm yes. at Todd J. Awesome on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Of course, we are at Horror Virgin on Facebook. Instagram and Twitter and Patreon if you guys want to help keep the show free but supported go there and do it it's a lot of great stuff you can get yeah. through the Patreon we really really appreciate it we really do mm-hmm. um, also visit our website horrorvirgin.com we've got links to our merch store and we've got the blog I mentioned several different blog entries that I've yes, written you did. about this yeah Jim's got lots of blogs. It's all great. I do. Oh, thank you, Mikey. You're welcome. And you've read them all, so you know. They're very absolutely (laughs) right. I've read all of them since I've been here. Uh, Yeah, we are also a member of the Modern Horrors Podcast Network. Yes, we are. Uh, They have a lot of great shows, of which we are one, but go check them all out. They're all all great. I mean, part of Also, be looking out for information about the movie that they're making right now called God Country. They're starting to release new information about that, and I think you can follow God Country on Twitter, too. You can. Guys, so the time has come for us to draw five names out of the mug. Any mug. It's my favorite favorite time which are all the remaining mugs we have left yes because you guys are awesome thank you hv family you are the best we were at 93 reviews mm -hmm. Uh uh-huh and you guys Uh mm -hmm. get a lot of reviews (laughs) yep hashtag mikey bump yeah that mikey bump (laughs) yeah i'm trying to work off that mikey bump since since the new year started christmas man I get it. Yeah. My mom's a good cook. So we said if we could, get, <laughs> we said if we could get to a hundred reviews by the next time we record that we would draw for all the and remaining we were at 93 at the time. We were at 93. Where are we now? We are. Well, first of all, let's say oh. we got to that goal by the end of the day. Yeah. You guys were fantastic. So now we are at 107. Thank you guys so Who's much. You guys are amazing. Math. Our That's next goal is 1,000. <laughs> 
Quick maths. <laughs> <Got it. laughs> yeah. Hey, sky's the limit, guys. All right, Mikey. I'm going to let Mikey draw one. Oh, I'm going to draw also. one? Mikey, the first one? Draw the first one, yeah. All right, okay. All right. Now, guys, we actually put them out on the table because there are too many for the, the mug. We couldn't get to the ones in the bottom anymore, so we had to put it on the table. That's All right, I've drawn a name. It's hard to say. <laughs> T. Schnabel 28. You said I could draw it. You did draw it and then you, you didn't. did draw it. You didn't read it because you can't read, Mikey. <laughs> and then you just, I wanted to say, what, what is a T. Schnabel? T. Schnabel. Yeah, T. Schnabel. T. Schnabel, you know who hey, you are. Don't you name at us on Twitter, guys. T. Schnabel 28. 28. So, Second right. mug. Red Scare 83. Red Scare 83. Yep. Oh, I could say that. <laughs> well, he should have drawn a mug. Third mug. Third mug. Third mug. Oh, man. Cicero twenty one twenty two. Cicero Cicero twenty one twenty two. The philosopher. Yeah, nice. It's in pink. I don't think that matters. Fourth mug. Horror thirteen thirteen. Horror thirteen thirteen. I feel like this is rigged for her to get the easy one. I I mean, we're all watching you draw the mugs, right? Okay, I'm gonna do this one. This is the last one. Fifth mug. Can he say it? Oh no. Boss got swag. I love that name. <laughs> Boss got swag. With one S. Yeah. All right. So maybe it's Bo's got swag. Bo's got swag. Nice. Bus got nice. swag. I can't even do this. Right. <laughs> All right, guys. I check out our socials at Horror Virgin on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Let us know that you want a mug, and we will get your address from you and send you your mug. But guys, that doesn't mean we're not going to do any more of these. We definitely will. Yes. It'll just be, you It'll know, over time as we hit or... other milestones. And we'll do a be... drawing. I'll come mow your grass. Mm-hmm. Do anything you need around the house. Yeah. We'll do dishes. Mm-hmm. And look, I'm putting all the names back in the mug. Back in the mug. Even, except, except for, for the one. ones that won, right? Yes, the ones that won we're putting on our bulletin board of mugs. Right. All right, guys. So thank you so much for the support over the past seven months or however long we've been doing this. You guys are amazing. You're new. Uh, (laughs) We've been working our asses off to make this show fun and free, and it's going to stay that way. But we really appreciate you guys helping support the show, either through Patreon or leaving ratings and reviews, Mm -hmm. telling your friends, all that stuff. Thank you guys so much. We really appreciate it. We're going to keep this thing going. Have a great week. Yeah, yeah, appreciate your support having me on and joining the crew and stuff. Yeah. Hey, and that's going to be it for us, guys. Did we figure out how to do it? I'm Jen. I'm Mikey. Uh, I'm your Virgin Todd, and we will see you next week, guys. Watch The Collector. Woohoo! Bye bye. Have a good week. Bye.